It's the Gamer Show from Monday, August the 10th, 2020. Hiya, folks, and welcome to another episode of The Gamer Show. How are you doing this evening, Charles? You know, just like uh, Fall Guys, my server's down. Wait, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Um, what? I'm, I'm doing fine. Thank okay, um, good. You know, trapped in the house still. But, yeah, you know. like most of the world. So... Oh. So... You are telling me before we started that you got a little triggered this week about something. You want to talk about that or yeah, let, let's talk about that. Well, we can, we can start out with that. Absolutely. Anybody that watches. Um, okay. I was streaming. Was it Monday night or Tuesday night? I can't remember which night. Um, and this actually didn't get on the stream. Uh, I'm what I'm doing right now with Final Fantasy XIV. Um, th this is actually kind of going into a little bit of toxicity in gaming. Um, with Final Fantasy XIV right now, um, you can basically do what's considered um, roulettes, where you can do like a random trial or a random dungeon or something like that. Um, and I've, I've I've been doing at least one trial roulette a night, and um, and then I'll I've been working on some what was considered, uh, but about five years ago high end content, not five years. Uh, has it been that long? I guess it has high end content um, in fourteen, which is. Um, it's still a challenge today. I've been trying to go back to doing some of that older content. And um, so I did um, a couple of the uh, trials, which in the original Realm Reborn, you've got three different trials to do during the game. Fighting One is fighting Ifrit, one is fighting Titan, and the other is fighting Garuda. Um, and Charles, you're you're familiar with Final Fantasy VII, so you should, you should be familiar with those three? Yeah. Okay. All right, at least in the Final Fantasy universe. Um, so there's a normal mode, which which you do when you're actually leveling. There's a hard mode for all three, and then there's an extreme mode, which is basically like a think of it like a raid encounter. Um, so I've been working on the extreme just to try my hand at it. If I'm if I can do it, I can do it. If I don't, I don't. It's at the end of the day, it's still a game. Um, and I got these things when you when you actually go into it through the the duty finder in the game, it sinks your level down to the level cap of the um, of the trial or of the instance. In this case, level fifty, and which means your your stats are scaled down to what they would have been back then, as well as your abilities. Um, which means you have to learn the mechanics. There's no way around it. So Garuda, when I did Garuda Extreme, we had a, a couple of folks on there that had done it and taught all of us the mechanics as we were going through it. And we finally beat it with, I think, about four or five minutes left on the 90-minute timer. Um, and 
so I finally decided to try my hand at um, at Titan Extreme, which is the next um, extreme, and we just had a bad group. It was one of the situations. Now I play as a tank, so you've got two tanks, two healers, and four damage dealers or DPS. And I was doing the the off tank stuff, which I was basically in control of the ads, uh, the the extra ads when they appear, and that sort of thing, and. Titan has got this one thing which I was scared of going in that knocks you off the platform if you're in line of sight. Um, in in 14, I feel like I'm jumping around, so I hope I'm under, I hope I'm making sense here. But in 14, uh, moves are telegraphed with a little red um, red cone or a red circle or a red line or something like that, letting you know that that move is going to affect that area and to move out of the way. Some moves are, some aren't telegraphed. But this particular move, um, where it just draws basically a like a red section across the map, which blends in, I might add, with the red platform, and it's hard to miss. And if you're actually in the line, it's going to knock you off the platform, and you're out of the fight. There is no resing someone when when you fall off the platform in that fight. And I kept one of the things, and and with this one he does it instead of just one line where you can easily dodge it he does it in three separate lines like a conal thing where you really have to be paying attention and moving fast and that kept getting me um and a few other things kept getting me and i and i kept dying um even with about like 30 percent left on the fight i would um and i kept dying and long story short too late um We never finish it in the uh, in the 90 minute timer. We never finish it. The timer ran out, and with about a minute left, even though um, everybody was failing at this and no one was actually doing the mechanics right, at the end, they uh, someone specifically pointed out to me that I needed to go back and learn how to play the game because it's simple mechanics that anybody should be able to do, and. At the beginning of the fight, I did point out that I'm visually impaired. I don't like doing that, but I did. And that this is my first time doing this. And I was trying to figure out the mechanics as we went. No one was explaining mechanics. And like always, the tank gets blamed. Um, and so I I quickly pointed out to this person. And, and I don't remember names. Names aren't important. I quickly pointed out to this person. Um... I didn't say fuck you. I said F the letters F you, but I said but 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 basically fuck you. I'm legally blind and I think I did a damn good job. And my whole point in all of this and none of that was on stream because the Elgato actually crashed about halfway through my stream that night. But my whole point in all of this is at the end of the day it's a game. And this is an extreme, um, this is like a high-end trial, or at least it was high-end at the game. And, and um, if you can't do it, you can't do it. And that's the way I see it. And I honestly may not be able to do this thing. And I'm fine with that. But to say, but to come back and say that I don't know how to play the game and I don't know how to play my class, first of all, I leveled that one character all the way from 1 to 80 completed all the lo uh, all the level 80 stuff 
I've done the hard modes of all three of those trials, which is a prerequisite for that. I've done the extreme mode for Garuda, which was a prerequisite for that. Um, I've done a few raids and and learned the mechanics on that fairly well. So to come back and say that I don't know how to play the game and I don't know how to play the class just because I fell at this one mechanic or this one in, or, or or this one fight is stupid. Because there was a lot of prerequisites before you actually get to that fight that I had to successfully do. So, anyway, I got triggered. I hope I explained it well. <laughs> yeah, you kind of did. Like, yeah. again, as someone who's not really played that game, and yeah. it's not my type of game anyway, so yeah. I know that. Um, I kind of understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, there... The toxicity, uh, especially between gamers, um, it, it's a real problem. Um, I've seen it in person and I've seen it like online. And it's a lot of the reasons why I don't like to play online games that much, um, especially with voice chat, um, because people are awful on the voice chat mainly because they can hide behind their gamer tag or whatever. And there's few, if any, repercussions to what they say or do. And it doesn't surprise me. Like, it honestly doesn't, that you you have that type of experience. It might have been, you might have been playing with someone that has played way more than you have of that game and it was running that running that uh, thing for like the 50 millionth time for all you know but they don't know that you could be a first time player trying to do that dungeon or do that run or whatever it is you're doing and like I try my best when it comes to that sort of thing especially when I'm streaming but I try my best to, well, one of the things I struggle with, and it's something we all need to, we all need to be better at. So like I play Magic the Gathering a lot online. So you in, that's one of the few games I play online against other people. And I've been knowing full well that it's not always the case, but I'll call my opponent a guy. And I'm bad about that. And I shouldn't be saying that. I should be saying my opponent. Because I don't know who I'm actually facing off against on the other end. You don't know what shoes they're, what they're going through on their end. They could be a trans woman going through transition and just absolutely lost their job and all kinds of other stuff. that You don't know what type of struggles they're going through. It could be against a blind person. It could be someone who's deaf and they're like, why weren't you responding to our voice chats or whatever? Um, you don't know who else, who else you're playing with or who else you're playing against or anything like that. And I try my best and, and you know, I'm not perfect at it. And I don't think anyone is perfect at it. I try my best to try and give respect to anybody who wants to try playing games online against real opponents because it's hard. Like, there's a lot of times, like, they, one of the biggest struggles with a lot of games out there is matchmaking. You hear it all the time. 
Um, matchmaking, you know, for Magic Arena is really awful at times. Uh, there's even conspiracy theories that, oh, they see you're playing a blue-green deck. Oh, we're going to pair you up against someone else who's playing a blue-green deck at the same time. I don't think that's actually happening, but there, it, it, it's but it's a very toxic environment. And it's been that way for a very long time. And there's nothing really that's been done to make it better except for except for to take away voice chat or chat in the peer chat at all. But then you isolate the people that want to play online with other people and you know they don't have friends. Like for instance, Brad, I don't know how many of your friends play Final Fantasy with you. I'm assuming not many. None. Yeah. And that's part of the problem. It's like I'm I play Magic all the time. I like playing Magic a lot. And I've got friends who I've played Paper Magic with, but most of them don't play on Arena or on Magic Online and we don't ever play together. I've been trying for weeks to do webcam magic some night of the week. Even with just strangers and it's just hard. But it's just like online gaming has been toxic forever. I remember playing Burnout Paradise when it first came out for the PS3. And I would get on there and, you know, I was like, all right, I'll try online, whatever. There's a couple of game modes that are that could be fun online. And I was being cussed at. I was being called faggot. And I was being called all kinds of other horrid shit. They were calling me a pedophile, all kinds of other stuff. And that was like 10 years ago. Roll back about a year ago, I was DM'd directly while I was, while I was um, streaming. Um, basically death threats. Death threats, uh, Again, calling me the same names. So, like, in we see it a lot, especially with our country. We're in the U.S., if you didn't realize that. Our country's a shithole right now. And it's just the kind of the mindset of a lot of people have spilled over into gaming. And the, I mean, gaming happens all around the world, but I can fairly say that the U.S. is one of the biggest gaming consumer countries out there. We may not be the biggest, uh, like the like South Korea is really big, China's really big, but... Yeah, um, but it's all kind of spilled over into online gaming, especially. And it really makes me less and less want to play online. It's why I don't play a whole lot of online Minecraft servers, even though I love playing Minecraft. It's why I don't have my own personal server right now that I can invite people that follow my stream on, because I'm afraid someone's going to get on there and they're going to harass and they're going to do stuff like this and call names and do stuff that 
I'm sorry, I'm 43. I thought I left that shit behind when I was in high school. So. And then talking about toxicity, like one of the things, and, and, and it's just pure happenstance that this came up with you, but um, uh, Dr. Disrespect, who was banned from Twitch permanently, we still don't even know the details of that. Uh, today or yesterday, he apparently started uh, streaming on YouTube again. It was his first time back since the, since the ban happened on, on Twitch. I'm not a, I, I've never seen, I've never sat through one of his streams, but hey, I can't, I've seen clips of him and just based on his name, I have no interest in ever watching anything he says or does. I can't imagine it's a very positive environment. And he is one of the biggest streamers for video gaming that's out there right now. And I bet a lot of the toxicity comes from people like that. They think they can be nasty. They think they can be rude. They think they can say whatever they want to say and can get away with it. And unfortunately, they a lot of times they can so I, I'm sorry you went through and, and had to deal with that. That's That really sucks. Nah, you know, it does. It doesn't take away the love of the game for me, though. Um, again, being in my mid-40s, um, I, I honestly look at people like that as... The, my first thought with that was, this is the very reason why Charles doesn't play these games. And it's one of yeah yeah it, it it's rare that something like that actually does happen for the most part I've got good groups and and I have a great experience but I think what what really set me off on that was what if I'd been a new player what if this was my first taste into Final Fantasy fourteen or my first taste into MMOs. You know, and and I were to get into a group where someone was to to do like that, and yeah, you're right. Maybe they've ran that thing five thousand times. Um, it's still no reason to tell someone to to be toxic to someone, and because I, I, if you're seeing that someone's not getting the mechanics, stop and explain the mechanics. Don't let them fail at it and then insult them. Um, but I think, so here's the thing about that. I think part of that is we, we're adults. Like we're pretty, unfortunately we're old, especially when you're talking about gamers. I'm 43 years old and I've been gaming for better part of 30 years. And I realize like the demographic of most gamers out there are much younger than I am, about half my age. Um, and a lot of them haven't gone through the same experiences we have. Um, a lot of them don't know, you know, don't, and maybe it's just the type of person and the way they've been raised and stuff like that. I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of things that go into 
how a person behaves online. I've always been taught to try and promote a positive environment. To teach as best as you can. But some of these, some, some, some people just aren't taught that way. Some people weren't raised that way. And some people just like, and again, a lot of it has to do with environment. I'm sure Dr. Disrespect was probably when he was younger, when he was being raised by his parents, wasn't taught to be the way he is. But he got successful being the way he is. So why would he stop being the way he is? It's why not everybody's a teacher. Honestly. And that's a good thing. But I agree. Like, again, I, I like teaching other people. Like, when the only game I play online really is Magic the Gathering. And, you know, that I, I like teaching people Magic the Gathering. I like having real discussions with people in my, in my, in my Twitch streams about decks and cards and whether or not they're good or bad or whatever. I like doing that. And I hope I'm, I'm hope I'm teaching, teaching people how to play the game better. I want that to happen because it, 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 it having a positive outlook into who you're playing against and being willing to teach them when they don't know things like that, when they're on your team or whatever is so important for fostering the game you love playing. Because if you are that way to everybody that you come across, eventually it's going to bite you in the ass and it's going to be to where no one wants to play with you. Yeah, and that's that's honestly the big takeaway in all of this is um, you're you're trying to foster basically you want to foster the community of the game that you love because you know you, you love the game and so the goal should be to teach people or to you know be nice to people or or whatever because your representation and if you want that game that you love to grow and not stagnate, then just, I don't know, be good to each other? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's the internet. Yeah. And you're going to have creeps. And you're right. I think a lot of it has to do with the immaturity. I think a lot of it with, with stuff like this is... And I don't want to just say teenagers. It could be 20-somethings as well. Who knows? I don't know. Oh, I, I, I can guarantee you it's not just teenagers. Yeah. Even that's just, so then this is part of the problem as well. Like, you hear people referred to as boomers. You, you Zoomers is the new one, which is kind of funny, but it's not. Millennials. You hear people referring to these groups of people, and it's like, Man, generalizations like that is really not helping. Because I guarantee you, there are some kids that are are perfectly wonderful people to play games with online. 
in those age groups. Yeah, yeah. And there, there, and there are people our age that are perfectly wonderful to play with. Uh, but like, again, Dr. Disrespect is our age. Yep. I guess. I can't tell. Because everything about him is fake, from what I can tell. But, but, um, but I've, I've seen several gamers that are older than me that act like shit on online. So like saying it's the younger generation is not the truth at all. No. And, and I didn't mean to imply that at all. No, no, no. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Were. yeah. I don't think you were. I think other people try to. But like, like I've been talking with, I've been talking with, um, like one of my, one of my favorite people I've been talking with was, uh, Rhino, who is a young man. He's not even 16 yet. He's playing Magic Gathering. I've met him a couple of times, him and his father. I've met them a couple of times at GPs and stuff like that. They're great guys. It's a great family. And I'm like, I really want to work with you guys. Let's let's figure something out. They're in South Carolina. I'm here in St. Louis. But like, it's the way Rhino was raised. It's the way it's the way I was raised, and we were raised way different than a bunch of some of these other people were. So I I feel like that has a lot to do with it. But but that's me. So yeah, I'm um at the end of the day, I'm still playing and I'm still enjoying myself. So that's that's what's important. I actually don't think I'm going to actually I'm going to try one more time with Titan Extreme. And if I can't and I'm actually going to go in you can actually go in instead of going through the duty finder, you can go through the the actual party finder and do it unsynced where you're going in at your actual level with with your normal level 80 stats and stuff and so I may try it with an unsynced party um, I tried it solo unsynced and what kept getting me was that landslide thing or whatever they call it where it knocks you off the platform so I'm thinking maybe a full party where everyone is unsynced everyone's at level 80 um, we can probably knock him out in about three minutes and won't have to worry about it so yeah that, Maybe the only way I can do it, which is perfectly fine. Again, this is definitely not a knock at the game either. This is not a cry for why does this have to be so hard. I understand why it's hard. And again, a lot of it has to, some of it, and I'm not using this as an excuse, but some of it literally does have to do with my disability. And I'm fine with that. That's perfectly fine. Um, I still enjoy the game. So... so and, and this kind of brings up a whole nother conversation too, if you really think about it. The um, the conversation that I've had with several people about this, and and tell me if I'm off base with this. I fucking hate gatekeeping so fucking bad. So if you don't know what gatekeeping is, it's people that qualify people being fans of something or another for stupid reasons 
Um, I was talking to a friend of mine and I was, uh, and even on stream a little bit because it pissed me off so much because uh, someone on my Facebook feed who I have unfriended now went off on a rant on people who use the internet to look up decks in Magic the Gathering and to play those decks on Magic Arena. And I'm like, okay. But why is that a problem? He was pissy because he lost to a better deck. But he called it net decking, which is, which in, in, in Magic the Gathering is basically taking, copying a deck that's already online and playing it like it's their own. And I'm just like, so? And quite frankly, I kind of understand people doing that. Um, especially those people that go to like GPs and stuff like that um, or do these major tournaments. They want to play the deck that gives them the best chance to win. And why reinvent the wheel if someone's already figured it out? Two. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, I'm the type, and this is why I don't play Constructed a lot of times, which is basically any deck that's prepared beforehand, um, before any tournament or anything like that. The The reason I don't um, is because of the fact that I think it's boring. I think it's unimaginative. The way, and the internet has kind of ruined it. Like before, before in the golden days of magic, people had to really come uh, brew their own decks and come up with their own brews and stuff like that. And it, it was always interesting to me to see those type of brews, but people have gotten smart and started net decking. And you know what? I totally get that. I totally understand why you would do that because tournaments are expensive and, um, and so I get that. And you know what? I understand. I don't play constructed though, because I think that's kind of boring. I think it's kind of unimaginative. But I understand why people do it, and I would do it too if I if I was big into constructing because I want to give myself the best chance to win. So, but these people that are saying, "Well, you're not real," and he literally came out and said, "You're not real. You're not real. You're not a real Magic player if if you net deck." And I'm like, "No, that's not how this works." And who are you to gatekeep people for playing the game they want to play the way they play it? So, and I mean, this isn't just a thing with gaming uh, either. Like, it happens with the gay community too. It's bad enough we get bullied all the time just for growing up and being gay. But then then within the gay community, well, and, and I, I see it all the time. Like, I'm overweight. I'm working on that. I get bullied because of the fact that I'm working on that. Because some guys want me to be unhealthy and fat, and I'm not fat enough. 
And then the other half of the community is like, well, you're fat. I don't want a fat guy. I want a, I want a toned buff guy. And I'm not the only one that's heard these type of complaints before. Like, like I've been told I'm too short. I've been told I'm too fat or I'm too skinny. I've been told I'm too hairy. And then we won't even talk about no fatties, no fems on profiles and shit like that. You know, this is this this has been happening for a long time, and this is normal. So, but yeah, it, it it's 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 a plague. It's a plague on us as a human, and it's just. I'm so tired of it. So. So, yeah, no, I know I definitely understand. I can I can definitely relate on that one too. I definitely understand where you're coming from on that one. So, um but yeah so I um I can bring up the issue all I want but I don't know how to fix it but. so with with magic um again it comes down to play the game how you want to play the game exactly and it, it, with any video game it's a game it's meant to be fun. It's not a job. Um, even though some people treat it as one. It's not a job. And once it stops becoming fun, then why are you even playing it? Right. So. And that's my take. So. Speaking of toxicity... Actually, no. It's the exact opposite of it. Um, one of the things. Let, let's end this on a. Let's end this on a better thing. Um. So one of the good news stories I read this week, and I'm very happy that this this was a news story, and we talked about it a little bit beforehand. Ryan Reynolds might be my favorite Canadian ever. And you ask, why is he your favorite Canadian? Well, um, basically, he has teamed up. Um, he's teamed up with, um, oh, God, what's the name of the organization? Uh, I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Damn it. Uh, he's, he's, help, he's, he's teaming up to help uh, disabled gamers or encourage disabled people to play more games. Able Gamers is the name of the organization. That's it. Um, and I couldn't be happier about that because, like, one of the things we talked about the last time was the fact that I'm starting, you know, American Sign Language classes. And I'm, I've learned in the two weeks that I've had classes on that, I've learned so much about it. Like, it's, I don't think people understand how much harder it is 
And I really encourage people to try and uh, try and learn, like try and learn American Sign Language and stuff like that. It's not easy. Um, but having someone as big a name as Ryan Reynolds, especially now with his popularity, like the Deadpool movies are amazing. Um, and if you haven't watched Deadpool, do yourself a favor, man. Go fucking watch Deadpool. And Deadpool 2. Um, it's so worth it. Oh, but I love the Deadpool films. Films. They, they, they're so well done. And they have heart to them, too. Right. Yeah. No, they really do. They do. They do. No. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But uh, International Women's Day. Oh, that's all I gotta say. Um. But you know, I I, I want to applaud him a lot because like he's been very. He's been very into the Deadpool character, even when he's not been acting as Deadpool. And I feel like Deadpool, like, I know a lot of people say this, I'm sure. But I feel like, I know Deadpool's not a hero, but I feel like he should be. I aspire to be more like Deadpool than you would imagine. Now, I'm not an assassin. I can't self-heal or anything like that so I know my limits but but for the ideals he stands up for and everything else and then the fact that Rhino Reynolds is the same way is is just a nice bonus in the, the fact that he's going out of his way at a time when he could be helping all kinds of other organizations and he's helping with disabled gamers playing video games that I I couldn't be happier for that. So. Wait. Yep. So. I give him all the props in the world. So. Yeah, it was such a. The episode sounded seems kind of depressed. At least we're going out on a good note. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm trying. Yeah. And the other thing, and I, I talked about this, and me and you are both kind of on on this, and like I brought it up at the beginning. Fall Guys. So there were three games that came out this week. And um, Horizon Zero Dawn was one of them. And that was widely anticipated. Not Zero Dawn, whatever the sequel was. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. No one cares about that, though. No one cares about that because what also came out this week was Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. And people love this game. It's, it is, so one of the news stories I read before we went live was the fact that it is actually being watched by more uh, on 
streaming platforms than any more than any other game right now. That's more than Minecraft, more than Fortnite, more than any other game that's out there right now. And this game looks cute as hell. If you have a PlayStation Plus membership, you can play it for free on the PlayStation. If you've got a PC, it's available on Steam for like 20 bucks. Me and you were talking about and looked at the video of it and stuff like that. I'm really seriously considering getting this game. Yeah, it looks like it would be fun, actually. So it's... It's a battle royale that's not really... All, that doesn't have any of the battle royale tropes. Yeah. Basically. So it, it's basically like a... It, it, it's like a... Um, it's almost like a Ninja Warrior type competition, maybe. Except for it's really cute. And it's against like 60 other people or 50, some, some number of people online. And it's, it just looks like a lot of fun. I know uh, earlier this week, Markiplier posted a video with Wade and, uh, oh God, what's the name of the other guy he usually plays with? I can't think to save my life. But anyways, him and his friends were playing it and they were having a blast. And yeah, it just looks like a whole lot of fun. And I kind of, it, and as inexpensive as it is, I, it, it feels like I want to get it. Now, it looks like a game that should be on the Switch. And it's not, unfortunately. But still, looks... And all kinds of fun. I hate to be that guy with the sarcasm here, but the fact that it's not free to play speaks for should speak for the quality. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it looks it looks all kinds of fun. It's something mm-hmm. like it came out of left field because I don't remember ever seeing any trailers or anything for this. Um, and I could be wrong. There could have been trailers. I I don't know, but. Um. But yeah, no, it, it it's it's really kind of cool. So. so if you're looking for a battle royale game that doesn't have all the stupid battle royale tropes with the shrinking field and the you know killing anyone in sight, and you're tired of Tetris ninety nine, there's Fall Guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I might end up getting that game here in the next couple of weeks and trying it out myself. And maybe I'll, maybe next uh, episode will, I'll be able to give you some, a review of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Well, Brad, I think we have been talking for quite a while. Um, what is the best way that people can get hold of the gamer show? Well, uh, the best way to get, get in touch with us as is uh, the gamer show podcast at gmail.com. You threw me off there. <laughs> I was <laughs> the gamer show podcast at gmail.com. Um, send us any questions, comments, suggestions, um, anything like that. We'll be more than happy to 
to read it, respond, talk about it on the show, that sort of thing. So, Charles, how can they reach out to you? So, they can do that by sending their nudes to any of my, you know, any of my online things. Uh, I, I'm, re- I, I totally, absolutely screwed that up, but whatever. Anyways, you can reach out to me. I stream four times a week over on Twitch, and my handle is pretty much the same all over the internet. It's ChuckAW1977, except for on YouTube, where I'll be ChuckAW. Um, I'm thinking about posting a video on my YouTube channel this week as well of a draft I did of um, the latest uh, booster box set that just came out this week. Um, So kind of look out for that. Um, It's called Double Masters. We talked about that last episode, as a matter of fact. Uh Um, So I opened a booster box on Saturday and opened some cool stuff. So the VOD's on my Twitch channel and come check me out and message me on Twitter. That's the best way to get a hold of me. And how can they get hold of you, Brad? That one's more complicated. Um, of course it is. <laughs> Twitter inside Blind Monkey on Twitter. Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash Brad the Blind. Um, I stream right now. It, right now I've got it set for five days a week, Monday through Friday. Um, but... I'm not streaming on Wednesdays right now because of Big Brother. But um but yeah, um during the weeknights uh, around anywhere between 9 9:30 Eastern time is when you'll find me streaming live. Everywhere else it's Blind Monkey 2K. Um so yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's been fun potting with you, Brad. Absolutely. Have a good night, Charles. Mm-hmm.